0: On the flow, now my jewelry box froze, fuck up bowl, fuck up stove, counted millions in a code bad bitch, booted swole, got a own bank rope, can't fold, doesn't no, head shot, case closed. close, 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 guys. Welcome back to part two of Eric Spocker. So so you sell the business, so so what happens after that? What what happens next?
1: After I sell the business? Mm-hmm.
0: He gets a big uh, old fucking check. Yeah, I got a,
1: <laughs> a big old fucking check. I mean, that process in itself. in 2017 back it up a little bit there's this neighborhood in new hampshire which is like kind of the dopest neighborhood in the state and when i was still living in that apartment my first car was like this 1988 volvo that i bought for 400 bucks and i used to smoke cigarettes at the time i used to get a big iced coffee and go in that neighborhood like smoke a cigarette and visualize living there fast forward i buy the sickest house in the neighborhood 2017 my neighbor across the street sells. His business which was a staffing company for like 300 million
0: Jeez.
1: and dude it, it, again this like this idea of like showing up of self-education of figuring it out in 2017 like i didn't understand a single thing about selling a business i if you said i didn't know what private equity was i didn't know i knew nothing about any of this but i will just watch this dude cash a 300 million dollar fucking check so what'd you do you fucking learned it <laughs> I was like, hey, bro, can we get lunch? <laughs> yeah, that's <was> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and dude, I, I obsessively started learning everything there was to know about selling a business. In that process, I haphazardly learned how to professionalize a business. Because at the time, dude, I'm the man. Nobody can do this better than me. I got fucking 17 direct reports. I'm driving myself crazy. I'm burning it from both ends. And I'm bottlenecked in growth. And yada, yada, yada. And so I start meeting all him and all these other people that I'm learning from. And I see that he sold this business for $300 million and he hadn't been part of the day-to-day operation in fucking years. Hmm. And I was like, how'd you do that? So who, what, yeah, what, yeah, how'd that happen? And so I started just learning all this stuff and I was very intrigued by it. And um, and so I, crazy story, but my first, I learned everything I could about how to sell a business. And I retained an investment banker in 2019 and, um, and we went to market and we went out with the the pitch book and the NDAs and we went through this whole process, got it down to, uh, a couple final buyers. I picked one. My business was valued at $50 million. It's funny how things work out. I was going to sell 80% of it for a $40 million check, which from 2000, that's a lot of fucking money. And, um, it's the summer of 2019 um leaving visiting a marketing agency i was interviewing in baltimore i'm at the airport and i get a call and i answer and i've been i testified to the united states senate on addiction in 2015 i've been involved oh, that's cool. yeah i've been involved on the right side of politics if there is one for a long mm-hmm. time And um, friends with the governor, like I was very politically active. The politics is actually what got me more attention mixed with the addiction recovery early on. You don't
0: say. Yeah. (laughs) I go on fucking MFCEO for four fucking years and preach how to make millions of dollars. I go fucking start talking about bullshit going on in the world. My show grows four times over. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. And um And so I testify in 2015. I make a name for myself in my own state and in Washington. I help craft a couple of federal acts around recovery and treatment. That's awesome. Comprehensive Addiction Recovery Act one and two. I participated in that with a bunch of different senators and congresspeople and whatever. 2019, um, I'm at that airport. My phone rings. It's a Washington, D.C. number. I think it's my friend, a former congressman who's now a lobbyist. I answer the phone. I go, what's up? The woman goes, Eric, is this Eric Spofford? I said, it is. She says, can you hold for the vice president, please? Oh, shit. I said, the vice, I swear to fucking God, I said, the vice president of what? (laughs) And she said, America, sir, (laughs) Mike Pence.
0: No shit. Yeah. And, um,
1: dude, he says, he says he wants to come to New Hampshire, and he wants to come visit my place, and he wants to address the opioid epidemic, um, and- addiction crisis and of course for those guys it was about the border and and all this shit and uh you know was i cool with that i said shit sir i'm honored says great i'll be there tuesday it was like fucking wednesday Someone called me from the White House immediately after they were like, Eric, we're going to have a team on the ground tomorrow to start preparing and and check the space out. Dude, the next day I got this like 30,000 square foot office building. I got a 9,000 square feet recovery center, which is like I had seating for like 300 people. I used to host events there and did all sorts of cool shit for people in recovery. I'm like standing at the window and like 25 fucking black SUVs pull in. And I'm like, oh shit, they're dude, here. This is the real deal. Yeah. Dude, they didn't leave for five, six days. It was nuts. Fast forward, day of the event, they have the whole thing locked down, Secret Service everywhere. I got 300 of who's who's sitting in this, probably 250, 275, but sitting in this space. Um, the vice president is supposed to walk through the door in 20 minutes. And the top dog from the White House grabs me and says, Eric, come here. I got to talk to you. As I'm shaking hands and politicking in the room, he says, this event's canceled.
0: No fucking way.
1: I said, what do you mean this event's canceled? He says, there's been an incident. I don't know. They haven't told me anything about it. They turned Air Force Two around. The vice president is not coming. You're going to walk on that stage. You're going to thank everyone for coming. And you're going to introduce me. And I'm going to shut this down. I said, fucking soldier up, dog, let's go. I wow. walk out on the stage. I fuck shut the thing down. He shuts it down. Bro, Donald Trump, a couple days later, is on the, you know, he always used to get caught on his way to the helicopter on the little lawn thing. Yeah, yeah. And Donald Trump, I have this clip somewhere else and he says, you know, there there wasn't a matter of national security. They're asking him, why did, they never change their schedules. Yeah. And so they thought it was Russia. They thought it was China. They thought it was like all the speculation and the media wouldn't leave it alone. And he says, It wasn't a matter of national security. There was a problem at the site. Motherfucker, I'm the site. Hmm. I'm the site. It's my site. It was my place. Like, the fuck do you mean this? Bro, I'm wearing a tinfoil suit, bro. I got my AR-15. Like, I'm bugged out. Dude, it was three weeks. It was actually 20 days from the cancellation of the event. I got this talk about, like, the shit we go through with people on the way there. Dude, I'm 20 days in. It's a Monday morning. It's 10 a.m. I walk out of HR. I have a meeting with my director of HR, my chief people officer. I'm walking down the hallway in corporate. And my chief marketing officer, former NFL player, grabs me. And uh, he had like had a career ending. He played for the Giants, played for the Bucs. Huge dude. Fucking lovable guy. If you met him today, you'd love him. Funny as fuck. He's great. Says to me, "Uh, I need to talk to you. So, dude, I'm a little busy. It's like 10 a.m. on Monday. Like there's a lot going on. It's no real shit. I need to talk. He's also one of my best friends. Yeah. Pulls me into his office, tells me, bro, it's 2019. I just gave the dude a fucking medallion for 13 years of sobriety in Alcoholics Anonymous, like two two months. This guy, this, this guy, he looks at me and goes, dude, I, this is a crazy story, but I gotta tell you in 2017, I relapsed on pain meds. It turned to fentanyl and dope. I met a girl. She introduced me to a dope dealer. I was driving the packages. He got busted by the DEA. I got busted by the DEA. I've been an undercover informant for the DEA for the last two fucking years. And the DEA told Secret Service that I work here and I was in the building and that's why that event was canceled.
0: Oh, the damn. feds
1: forced me to take a fucking charge and they, they are releasing the information right now. I said, can you say that again? <laughs> like, can you walk me through this Holy one more shit. fucking time? Dude, the headline, i said, we got to get out of the building. Let's go. We'll figure this out. We leave. I call my lawyer. So this I'm is on- three
0: weeks after the thing.
1: Three okay. weeks after the thing, the feds fucking forced the kid to plead guilty to a charge as part of his plea agreement yeah. and then fed it to the media. Politico breaks the story first. And by fucking noontime, I have Fox, MSNBC, CNN, and every other one of these fucking assholes you can think of in front of my house. Huh. And the national headline was Mike Pence's visit to New Hampshire canceled to avoid meeting drug dealer. I own a drug rehabilitation business. Jesus. dude, It was a fucking nightmare, bro. Jesus. The private equity company calls me at 3 p.m. As I'm like firefighting, talking to PR people, lawyers, and fucking every other person, explaining that I'm not part of a drug trafficking operation. Yeah. And um, (laughs) I picked up the phone. Oh, Uh, so they're
0: talking about him. Him. In the headline. Yeah. Uh, Got it. Him. Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, they're not talking about your past. No, no, no. Yeah. He fucking... There you
1: go. Yeah.
0: That's fucking crazy.
1: Fucking crazy. And, um, and dude, it was fucking bananas, bro. The, Oh, the private equity company, uh, guy, guy calls me and I said, Hey, he goes, we're out. I go, I figured. (laughs) Yeah. And so here I am in 2019 with my dick in my hand, bro. I owed the IRS a couple million bucks. I had no cash. Um, yeah, and it, dude, I was left to fight for my life. Yeah, it was crazy. It was nuts. But anyways, that was part of the process of selling.
0: That would have been a. Uh, it would have been nice for them to just uh, not fucking ask you to come, huh? Not ask to come to see you. I could have, <laughs> I sh- I a could lot have shit. just said no, and I would. But yeah. here's the crazy thing: I, I, I would have got forty million.
1: What I didn't know at the time was I would have got forty million dollars. I would have had to pay taxes on it,
0: and I wouldn't have the blessing. cash flow
1: for the. Dude, I ended up selling the thing for one hundred fifteen.
0: Yeah. yeah, two years later. Yeah. And so then I, I've I, had two of those episodes, not yeah. quite like that, but where where we had big offers and I said no, and both times I'm at the time thank God. Really, really yeah exactly thank God huge blessings.
1: And the other thing I didn't realize was that they would have fired me within six months. Yeah, I would have had twenty percent equity. Man, they would have fired all your
0: fucking staff too. All of them. That's a whole nother thing. The whole they would have fucked about the people. Right. I would have been miserable,
1: but. Anyways, fast forward a couple of years, I closed three minority deals, um, to take cash off the table at a growing valuation. I finally exit for the one fifteen after a 10 month process in December of 21, I had bought a house in Miami. I bought all the toys. Um, and your original question, which I sidetracked from apologies, but it was what happens then? Dude, I got a pile of cash. I'm in Miami. I'm a recently single dude. And, uh, it was a wild couple months. Yeah. And then, um, and then I got bored and f- miserable and I was like, I got to get back in the game. Yeah. And so I like a little, I thought I would honestly, looking back, like I knew it wasn't going to last forever. There's only so many days you can like wake up, go out, go on your boat. Like, you don't like try to occupy your time with like all this shit.
0: You can't go from being that driven bro. No. To fucking nothing. I, but I thought I would last longer. Yeah. And like two and a half months, I was like done. I Were you like, training and shit then? Like, like fitness wise? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah always. Yeah.
1: And dude, mind you, I am i wasn't like, I'm sober. So, yeah, yeah. like, I'm going out and drinking Red Bulls and yeah, like, yeah. hanging out with pretty girls. Yeah, that's and like, true. Doing shit like that. Yeah, but like, I didn't I'm, I'm eating right. I'm yeah. working out and like, I'm sober. I
0: think how worse things would have been if you weren't. Yeah,
1: I'm in a shit show. But then I decided to pivot back and um and start opening some more companies. And so I've launched another addiction treatment business. We um we've been revenue positive uh, and open since January first. We opened on New Year's Day in Columbus, Ohio. Twenty three, so brand new, brand new. That's cool, man. Brand new, yeah. couple months, and uh, we have the first one is open, staffed. I mean, the last ninety days I've onboarded 110 employees. Uh, growing, back doing what I love. Every day, yeah. just up and at them. And we have the next four sites. We've, I purchased the real estate. That's all being developed now. And so we will be, if all goes to plan, inside of 24 months, we'll be at somewhere between 80 and 90 million top line.
0: That's crazy, dude. So Plus you, the real estate you, So they didn't give you guys a non-compete or anything? Only for the New England
1: states. Oh, okay. Well, they really knew how to hurt me with that one. like i hate it here anyway i'm going to miami (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: man that sucks okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was like the whole time
1: like guys you're killing me with this new england so what do you think dude so
0: like there's a lot of people that listen right and they're 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 listening and they're they're in the process i mean what do you like if you had to like i know this is kind of putting you on the spot a little bit with coming up with some things but like what do you what do you think the most important skill sets like if you had a name like let's say three that that you that you personally have that have helped you go from you know basically less than zero, okay like real in a really mm-hmm. bad spot, addicted to drugs, where everybody doesn't want to be yeah. to where everybody does want to be, where you're living in an oceanfront property in Miami, one of the coolest cities on the earth, yeah. you're driving the coolest shit, you're flying on your own fucking airplane, yeah i mean what what if you like if I was fucking you know 17 bro and i'm my life is a fucking wreck right now or 25 my life is a wreck what would you say to those people the uncommon path produces an uncommon life
1: like the amount of decisions that i had to do that when my life was a wreck i had to look you know your life is your life those people that i was with at the time were my friends i had to look at all of them and say i gotta go and i can never speak to you again Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or it's gonna be a long time before we do Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, my entire 20s, I got sober, almost 22 years old. My entire 20s, I never went to a nightclub. I never went out. I never, like, I just lived in a very unorthodox manner, which at the time, like, I love the stuff you talk about. Like, I started my business before MySpace. Mm-hmm. There was no Instagram, there was no nothing. I think of that, that gives
0: stuff. you a massive, a massive advantage over yeah. everybody these days.
1: Yeah. But three attributes, I think resiliency right you have to be resilient like resiliency mixed with optimism like getting up and and getting punched in the face every fucking day and doing it again tomorrow work ethic which is kind of what I was talking about about like being able to go the extra mile and and however you want to look at it sacrifice or make the investment in your business and in your future um and back to that ability to learn like you really are limited by your capacity in which you can learn and so like right now I hang out, or I, I I seek mentorship and guidance from people like you and and guys that are worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars, and they think in an entirely different way. A billionaire, what I've realized, thinks entirely different than someone that just cracked into a hundred million, mm-hmm. nine figure, mm-hmm. or a decamillionaire or a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Like, and so just that self limiting mindset. Being able to remove that and continue to learn and grow and self-educate
0: dude i i really i really like your view on the the self-education part of it because it's funny because we live in this time where we have access to more information than we've Mm -hmm. ever had but we also live in a time where people are utilizing the information available less Less than they ever have.
1: Isn't that unbelievable? It's weird, isn't it? It's so weird.
0: And it, it like and I,
1: I, I, so I did a little coaching thing. So I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and I'm like, do you understand? I used to go to the fucking library dude. and use what was called the Dewey decimal system to find a fucking book on a shelf to fucking take it home and read it. Or I would sit in Barnes and Noble because I couldn't afford the book. Yeah. Like you can literally look in your phone and 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 have
0: access to all this information, and and they just take it for granted. Dude, it's it, that's I think, I think there's a massive advantage for people like you and me, who have had to to survive and and thrive as ambitious driven people without the internet. You, you know, I think it's a massive fucking massive. advantage, bro. Do me you know, me running my business that first. 7 or 8 years before like social media really became a thing cuz remember facebook was just for college kids and yeah. like, it wasn't for the public at first it was for university students yeah instagram wasn't a fucking thing so it was facebook and that was really it my space okay Which was but that useless. was like what 2007 8, eight yeah. nine? like that wasn't like it wasn't applicable for any sort of business growth that's right it was just your friends right and the which, by the way, I kind of missed that about social media. That was much better yeah, yeah, social yeah. media. Tom, bring it back, bro. Bring it back. Yeah, I'm with open it. the yeah. algorithm. Top friends. Yeah, the be- bro. Top friends. Tom, I'll keep you on <laughs> my top friends this time, bro. Uh, <laughs> poor Tom. But like, dude, those those guys. I know those guys actually, and they should bring it back. But anyhow, um, the point is, is that like, dude, you know. I try to explain this to these younger people, and they just don't fucking get it. They like, don't get it. bro, I had to go fucking heel-toe my fat ass around fucking Springfield, Missouri, <laughs> knocking on fucking doors, bro, saying, hey, guys, uh, I'm Andy. Like, who the fuck is Andy? Like, no one gives a fuck who Andy is back then. Oh, you're disturbing my fucking whatever, right? And I'm like, well, you know, if you ever want to get in shape, like, we got this, st- like, dude, I did that for years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there. <sighs> It's just different. and it's just, I'm very thankful that I grew up without it because now I'm like so equipped might. to do whatever the fuck I need to do. Do you know what
1: also um, falls in the same line of that is the fact that both you and I lived and worked and grinded and hustled through 08, Yeah. Through that recession. Huge deal. And so- Huge deal
0: right now. Huge but yeah. because
1: of everything yeah. that is happening now and what's to come.
0: Yeah, I just did a story on this on fucking IG yesterday, bro. Oh, did you? I was talking about like, look, the- Real people who have been through this shit already, like I could tell you this, I'm fucking salivating. I'm like, oh, holy too. fuck, bro. I'm like, wait. all these other motherfuckers that compete with me are going to get fucking destroyed yes. yep. and I am going to gobble up all their market. Yeah. Because I've been through it. I know yep. exactly how it's going to go. Everybody's going to go in their shell. Everybody's going to wait. And and here's the problem. They, they're going to fall for the I'm bullshit. T- yeah. yeah.
1: I'm down in Miami like, hey, what happened to all you guys making millions of dollars on fucking NFTs?
0: Yeah. No, but this stupid no shit, shit. Right? No, you motherfuckers. They, <laughs> and they called us all stupid. Like, bro, you know how many of these motherfuckers with the NFTs hit me yeah. up? And they're like, bro, get yourself this one and that one. I'm like, motherfucker, it is a fucking picture, picture on <laughs> the know. fucking internet that you want me to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for. I know. This has got to, like, I'm sorry. But this has to be the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire fucking life, dude. When I saw that
1: happen, I was like, "This is definitely the top, and we're fucked." Well, like, I not yeah. like, <laughs> no, we're, shit, like we're fucked. Like, yeah, Bro, Like I, the second people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars of this picture that you own for on status your phone, shit. right, to show somebody, yeah, like we're we we can only go down from here yeah. because we've eclipsed. The stupidest fucking shit we could possibly think of. Yeah, Dude, we've created people it. People don't understand. We've achieved that. Dude, 100%. Yeah. People don't understand. I'll probably that. take a lot of hits for that. No, really, it's, it's fucking, fucking real like, shit. It's like, I just looked at that whole thing in Miami. was like the There crypto, was too much money, NFT. bro. We're That's living, what I mean. We're living,
0: we're, we lived right now. Right now, we're having a correction back to reality. Back to reality. That's what we're having. Yep. You motherfuckers, what, think what, the, I, the, the shit's falling apart, which it actually is, and you're going to have to be tactful to move through it. But it'll still be there. It's going to
1: separate the real from the fake. And I can't wait.
0: I can't either. I can't can't fucking wait.
1: I can't either, dude.
0: dude. For the last eight fucking years, I've seen on the internet all these fucking guys (laughs) who don't do shit, who don't have a company, they don't ship a product, they don't have a real service. I've seen them making millions of dollars repeating and regurgitating shit that I've said. Shit that I've said personally that I learned from growing actual companies, I see them repeating the shit and charging people for it. You motherfuckers are going to get your fucking ass beat. Like, that's reality. Like, you guys, the You're people who... You're going to get your teeth kicked in. Those people are And most done. of them... Dude, I'm,
1: thir- I'm 38 years old, yeah. and so in... I was 23 in 2008, and most 23-year-olds in 2008 were not starting businesses. Right. They were all fucking off yeah. doing whatever it is yeah. they did. And so you got to think, like, everyone younger than me has done not, not much recollection of what that was like. That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't know. No. Like, dude, they don't know. They didn't watch people go out and try to get a job for nine months doing interviews every other day. Yeah. They didn't see people lose their fucking homes because they got laid off. They're still not. They, they we're like,
0: starting feeling that kind of pain yet. Like, it hasn't even started. Hasn't yet. even started.
1: Yeah. Dude, and everyone who's been around long enough that I've talked to shares the same thing
0: that we agree upon yeah. that this hasn't even started. No, nah, dude, because they never seen it. These yeah. people never saw it. Like, dude, I like I Like how saw, much worse can it get?
1: A lot fucking uh, worse. Dude. And all you
0: motherfuckers out there saying, Well, I don't feel like working, or I don't feel like, you know, going into the office, or I don't this or that. I hope you fucking starve. Bro, you, well, they're gonna starve. I know. They're these people have we we in the United States of America, what we're suffering with right now is an embarrassment of fucking riches, okay? We've been so fucking financially successful as a country that a literal moron could make money doing it (laughs) over the last decade. They were with pictures of monkeys. Yes. (laughs) Dude, Dude, for real. I'm serious. It drove me nuts. So, dude, now we're getting back into a competitive atmosphere where people are going to be discerning with where they spend their money. Yeah. They're going to protect their money. They're going to be careful where they spend it. They're going to spend it with certain people that they like. They're going to support causes with their dollars. Like, dude, we're moving into a completely different environment. And all these spoiled people who fucking, you know, they're saying shit like, oh, dude, you know, I think I'm just going to travel the world in a fucking van and experience. Bro, you guys are fucked. Fucked. You're fucked. fucked. It's going to It's so fucking hard to earn money because money is going to become scarce. Scarce. And people are going to protect it. They're not going to spend it on your fucking bullshit coaching if you don't have real shit. Because, dude, the real killers—they see this as an opportunity. They're doing hundred X. They see it as like fuck, like dude. Most of these people are saying, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna show you how to survive, motherfucker." No, if you're thinking about it the right way, this is where you leverage up and you level from where you are to maybe maybe two or three levels higher than you are because everybody else stops. Everybody else goes in their turtle shell and says, "Fuck, dude." It's scary out there mm-hmm. and and dude, what happens is they never come the fuck back out. They mm-hmm. never come out. You know, a, a lot
1: of the stuff that you talk about with politics and what's going on in the world and, and all of that is so spot on. And it really, it it makes me think of when we came through 2008, nine, 10, the world was never the fucking same again. Yeah. It was this transitioning p- period yeah. that a lot of things fucking changed and we're going into another winter, another dark time that the same thing's going to happen. And what what has happened is the separation of wealth and the death of the middle class. Mm-hmm. And so like, is it wrong? Yeah, like there's so many principles of philosophy and ideologies that we could fucking stand on and mm-hmm. be pissed off and fucking mm-hmm. bang the table over, over, you know, patriotism and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, the game's the game. Yeah. And you better learn how to fucking play to win.
0: Yeah. and you better, you're going to get caught out there. yeah. And you're going to fucking die. And you have to learn how to do it in an environment. That's what The rules that apply five years ago do not apply anymore. Yeah. They don't apply anymore. And you're still seeing people say the shit they were saying five years ago, not understanding that we're moving into a completely different environment. Dude, it's easy to fucking sell widgets when everybody's got money to waste on widgets. Yep. It's a completely different thing to sell widgets that nobody fucking needs to, okay. when nobody has any money you're gonna start a great example of that is i'm in miami and i got all these
1: people that are fucking printing money during this good times these mm. last few years in the airbnb space Oh, They're either renting or yeah. owning fucking spaces putting them out on airbnb and blah 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 you know how many times i've heard about the missed opportunity that i've had bro you know what i own I own fucking B class residential fucking real estate. C- fucked single family homes and apartments. Most of it's Section Eight. Yeah, I'm doing just fine. Yeah, like because there's I'm always doing, a need for that. There's always a need
0: for that. That's what I'm and, trying and to I'm say. And I'm in
1: healthcare services. Dude, like, that's what I'm thinking trying, into this.
0: Well, yeah, it's also that's sort of vertically integrating your business. Yeah, if we're being real, I know most of the drug problem is in those communities. Mm-hmm. So, well, the drug problem that we see. There's a completely different drug yeah. problem at the top that it nobody talks about. At all levels. Yeah. yeah for um, sure. but the, you know, when when we really think about it, dude, you know, you guys who are out there selling bullshit, like, like, and and dude, you could see it. Like you can see it coming and unraveling because you're seeing people who at least I'm seeing it. I'm I'm pretty perceptive, and I think I'm more perceptive than the average person when it comes to this. But you're seeing people who have been around on the internet for a while starting to like come up with all these different ways to sell shit like it's this shit that they weren't doing before and what i see is panic i see okay what they were doing isn't selling quite the same way because there wasn't real value in it because they were taking advantage of the uh the good weather economically right like people had cash they're willing to throw a little bit over here even if it doesn't have a whole lot of value i'll try this out now we're dealing with a tire protected class of currency, right? Like people have less money. So they spend, their, their, it's not that they spend less, it's that they're more selective on where they spend the money. And so I'm seeing all these people now trying to like adjust what they do. Like I'm seeing dudes who yeah. sold like coaching. Now all of a sudden hawk like shit that they, is not their core thing. All of a sudden they're, they're selling it. You're seeing a lot of these influencers for the last seven years who were making big money representing other products. And then got too big to fucking really like be a part of those things. And you're seeing them go back to their roots and try to like really hustle again. And dude, so I'm starting to see the panic start to happen. Mm -hmm. But like, bro, you guys, you have no idea how bad that's going to get because it's going to get way worse. And it's going to get to the point where, you know, this is why I say, like, if you're a small business and you can stay on the gas right now, there's a tremendous opportunity for you to pick up quality talent because a lot of the quality talent at some of these other businesses that aren't managed or thought. Yep. Or philosophically uh led properly strategically led properly those people are being laid off or they're leaving yep. or they're, so like dude i'm looking at it as a massive opportunity for everything that i'm in it's like pick up quality people gain massive market share uh go in when everybody else pulls back you know like yeah it's i'm excited i think I, it's I, I know it's going to be hard but like dude i'm built for the fucking fight i i love the fight bro when shit's good i get bored <laughs> <laughs> like like when it like when shit like for the yep. last 6 or 7 years where it was just like it was just easy it was boring yep. like i'm a fucking fighter bro like i'm built for the fucking battle yep. so like to me, dude, like, I'm looking around and I'm like,
1: there's not much I like more than a gun to the head situation. That's what I'm saying. Know? Like, bro, yeah. it's, <laughs>
0: the truth is, is that that's when your best shit comes out. 100%. For me, my best shit comes out when it has to come out. It's
1: for the love of the game. Yeah. It's like,
0: fuck, I have to do this yeah. now. Like, I there's I think that's real true for everybody, But most people avoid. Well, it's
1: like a gambling sickness almost. It's
0: like everything, all the chips are in. Well, do like, think about it like this, bro. Most people avoid those high-pressure situations. I love that shit. Most people avoid the daily discomfort, you know? Most people don't eat right. They don't train hard. They don't fucking take care of themselves. And the reason that they don't do any of these things is because they're trying to avoid the pain. They don't understand that the pain that you actually experience by doing the difficult things actually is what brings out the best shit inside of you. I, I cannot be my ultimate creative self, unless my back is on the wall. And that's why I talk so much about cultivating zero option mentality. You have to cultivate that mentality of not having any options, even when things are good. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to keep that the entire time. But now a lot of you guys are going to learn it by default because you're going to get pushed up against the wall and we're going to find out who actually can respond under pressure, and who doesn't? And like, yeah. dude, I, my personal opinion—I don't know what you think, but I think there's a lot of people out there. Because statistically, you know, entrepreneurship is seven to eight percent of the population. That's that's been the that's been from for the last fifty years. One percent of those is successful. So we're dealing with a small minority. Isn't that a crazy dude, statistic? It, it is crazy. But here's the thing: how many people do you see calling themselves entrepreneurs now? All of them. Everybody. <laughs> it's the fucking cool thing. And reason it's getting the reason you're starting to see all these knuckle fucks that don't have any experience starting to coach people in business is not because they're good at business. It's actually because they're not good at business and they're trying to fucking create cash flow to fund their business no doubt. so that they can stay alive. And you they know, see it as easy money. And and a lot of you guys, dude, like you're paying like, bro, let me tell you something. If you're paying someone to fucking coach you or you're a part of a coaching group and that motherfucker hasn't built a real company, That's what I you're wasting your fucking money. Check the resume. Yeah. You have what have you
1: done? What have you actually built? What have you actually sold? How many employees like in detail? What is the fucking resume of the yeah. people that that you're doing this? You know, it's gonna be an interesting time because the market is the biggest gangster of them all. Yeah. And it's going to fucking purge itself over these next couple of years. And so the people that have bullshit products, bullshit quality that, you know, really little trends and
0: trinkets and and not like, dude, who's going to
1: who's going to thrive in this best in class operators, people that know how to build real companies that have real quality, that have real people that understand the value of brand and know how to build a fucking actual brand, they're going to fucking survive, and they're going to thrive and do incredibly well. People that understand how to pivot and move into stuff and products and services that are necessities over luxuries, it's like the exact reason why all these Airbnb people are going to fucking die. Yeah, Do you know how many people... This is interesting. Do you know how many people in the last... Six months have come to me with Airbnb businesses and asked me how to turn them into halfway houses and sober livings.
0: Probably a lot. Fucking fifty. Yeah. What well, happened? Well, you, I thought you were killing nah, it, bro. They see, dude. It's it's the new. It's the new easy fucking sparkly shiny thing, and yeah. like you know, they they hear you just like you heard your neighbor exit. They hear you exit, and they're like, "Well, fuck, dude, I got all these things. I can do what Spofford's doing." And yeah. They think it's fucking easy, but it, yes,
1: but it's also because they're not booking
0: Airbnbs. Oh, for sure, because no, people saying, aren't spending the money. Next, that's the next yeah. thing. Yeah, that's dude. That's what you're. It's the same thing as what I was saying a minute ago. You're seeing all these people who were typically doing other things now. They're trying to do all these new things. And it's like, dude, the reason they would, if this was working, spot on, if this was fucking working, they wouldn't be doing all these new things. Yep. And it's just like, that's exactly what you're saying.
1: Yeah. It's the same thing.
0: I think there's a lot. I think we're going to be surprised too. I think we're going to be surprised to see that there's going to be some very big, uh, very famous people eat a fucking dick. What's (laughs) going on? No, I'm being real, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Being real. Like I see it coming, dude. Yeah. A lot of these people are overextended. A lot of these people are fucking highly leveraged. Uh, in every area, their cars are leveraged, their house is leveraged, their business is leveraged. How much
1: how much of going through two thousand eight recession impacted decisions over the last ten, twelve years in your business, building it in safety for the next cycle? all of it. Exactly.
0: All of it. Exactly. All of it. All of it. I didn't I never You I, knew there was never, a, it's there was never there was never a drop of intensity or urgency for me to grow our brand and build a secure brand. Um, like for example, like I was talking to a a investment banker guy yesterday and he was, we were talking about valuation of businesses and you know, we're a debt-free company. So like, I don't owe fucking anybody a dollar. And he was like, yeah, most investment bankers would think you're an idiot. I said, yeah, they would until they saw that EBITDA, until they Mm -hmm. saw that fucking equity, until they saw that fucking 10 X fucking value that I, my companies were for the, for the top line sales that we do because of the way I built it over the last 12 years. It's probably worth ten times more than this company with the same top line. Do you know what's so fucking? We own all our customer fucking information. Like, dude, we we sell direct to the yeah, consumer because and people like, don't understand that most companies are strapped with so much debt.
1: And so if you sold, there's a waterfall structure of who gets paid first. Yeah, and any debt when I sold my, we were debt free. I've never had yeah. a dollar of debt. I never took a dollar. Well, the reason in I debt-
0: never had a dollar in debt, bro, is because no one would give me any money. It turned I turned out to be a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a choice. It's yeah, yeah I didn't, didn't have a choice. Yeah. yeah, bro, in two thousand fucking <laughs> or two thousand seven. Right before the banking collapse, I went to fucking 30 banks over the course of a month and a half, bro, in my fucking men's warehouse suit, fucking, you know, (laughs) bro, no. That was the the answer was no from everybody. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because I had to figure out how to fucking do it without. Bootstrapping. Yeah.
1: That's exactly it. You know, I, I started in 2008 and I, you know, because I was so new to business and new to acclimating to real life and not the drug world. Like, I didn't understand what banking had looked like prior to that. Yeah. Like, I couldn't. I remember walking into Bank of America in 2009, maybe early 2010, with 100 grand cash in the bank, which for 22, 4, however old Shit I was, ton. was a lot of fucking money back yeah. then. And I remember asking them, I said, Hey, listen, you know, I fucked my credit up because I'm in recovery. I made some bad decisions back in the day. I haven't done that in a long time. I got a bunch of money in your bank. Can I get a credit card? Like I got, you, I understand you have your secured credit card program for like people trying to build credit. You give me a card worth five hundred. You lock up five hundred dollars of my money. There's right. zero chance yeah. for you to fucking lose anything. No, they denied me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like that's dude.
0: how hard it got. Yeah, people don't realize that.
1: Dude, my dad, we had. After, after a couple of years of my parents' divorce and he was renting a bedroom and all that, um, he had saved up and he bought a modest, like one story little ranch house and, uh, he bought it in I don't know, 1999 or something. And so, you know, over time, of course he built equity in the house and he had like a hundred thousand dollar line of credit on the house. Mm-hmm. He was extended fifty thousand dollars on it. He would extend it, pay it down, extend it, pay it down. Fucking overnight, they dropped the line of credit from a hundred down to what he had spent on it. Smoked his debt to income ratio and totally fucked him financially.
0: Yeah, and they do that without any warning. Like,
1: you think these people give a fuck about you? They don't care. (laughs)
0: Like, it's sorry, 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 Mr. Spofford. You know, it's it's bank policy. Yeah. Yeah. How how is your relationship with your dad now? It, dude, I tortured
1: that man growing up. I mean, the amount of, we didn't get too much into like what the heyday was like for me, but like, dude, I've, I've walked into that house stabbed, fucking got my head split open by a crowbar, bleeding all over the fucking place. Like, I mean, this stress I put this dude under was like unbelievable. Yeah. And now in my house in New Hampshire, I was able, he had some health issues, he had a couple of strokes, heart attack, open heart surgery. and uh, And seven years ago, I was able to retire him. Like you want to talk about why you're successful? Do you know how fucking cool it was to make my dad proud? It's like one of the coolest things I've ever done is make my dad proud. Mm. And so I moved i I have this big like sixteen thousand square foot house, really nice place, and it's got his own in-law apartment, and I moved him in with me seven years ago. That's awesome. and so he's like the best papa in the world. I got two boys. I got uh, Gavin who's will be twelve in June, and I got a younger one uh, named Mace, who's a year and a half. And um, and he's just like a professional papa now, you know? And we're as tight as we could be. He was always my guy my whole life. I just put him through so much.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. You bro. know? Yeah. That's funny. Dude, That's overdosing,
1: fucking, shit. you know, it's such a weird contrast of, like, like my message of what I try to put out in the world is, like, you can fucking do anything. Like, I remember coming out of my fourth overdose and them pulling me off a of life support, dude. And they're, they're taking me off the sedative drugs as they're pulling breathing tubes out of me. And i'm looking at my dad and my dad's toughest nails dude my dad's 300 pounds logger fucking, one of the toughest dudes i've ever met in my life and he's standing in the corner of the hospital room and as i'm coming to i'm watching him cry for the first time and like now like my like i don't know how else to describe that but like like i get to take i get to take care of the man i get to make him proud. You know what I mean? I mean, I got to tell him, I got to tell him, I'm like, dad, you got to shut the fuck up and like, stop bragging about all this shit we got. You know what I mean? Like I was the guy that because of everything we've discussed and everything you've talked about, I spent years hiding my wealth and hiding my success. I had the Lamborghini and all that shit and I would literally drive it out of my neighborhood trying to hide to get on the highway, to get out of town, to go out to dinner to somewhere where nobody would see me with it. Yeah. And my dad would be out there. That was me for a
0: long time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My
1: dad would be like, my kid has three Lamborghinis (laughs) and two. I'm like, you got to shut the fuck up. You're going to get us in trouble. Bro, I
0: was scared. I was always scared. I had my Lamborghini for a long, my first Lambo uh, for a long time before anybody knew it. The me only too. reason that people found out about Dude. it, yeah, it was because I took it to dinner. I took Emily to dinner one night, and as I was walking, as I was walking in of getting I got out of the car, as I was walking into the restaurant, one of my main employees was walking out and he fucking saw me getting out of the car and he he was pissed. Not pissed about the car. He was pissed I didn't fucking tell him I had the car. Dude, and then I realized Holy shit! Like I got the right people that that are rooting mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that changed my perspective on it. Dude,
1: my first car, my first supercar, exotic car was a, a Lamborghini Huracan. Yeah. And um, we all have that moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was driving it and I ran out of gas. Yeah. Just like the stupidest fucking thing <laughs> in the world. And so here I am, uh, on the side of the road, out of gas, waiting for I forget who, someone to bring me a tank of gas to put in this car, and. One of my treatment centers was close by. And one of the things that we would do is drive the clients around in 15 passenger fucking white passenger vans, bus vans, whatever. But there's like a platoon of them, bro. And so here I am sitting on the hood of my fucking Lambo, totally not thinking, and six vans full of patients at my treatment center and my staff go by losing their minds. I was like, shit, I'm nabbed. Yeah, (laughs) it's over.
0: Dude, I realized I had a good buddy of mine who told me, gave me a good piece of advice. About that, he goes. Uh, he had some. He had some cars and shit, and like was a was a good influence for me in my life. He ended up not not doing making some good decisions on him, um, but he's a good influence for me. And he's. I said. I asked him. I said, "Hey, man," and th- this is my first cool car like I ever owned was a, a, a an Aston Martin Vantage. So I Sick bought car. yeah an Aston Martin Vantage. Uh, this was like 2011, and uh, it was a it was a 07 model that had, like, 30,000 miles. So it was kind of a cheater car, right? Like, it was, like, it, it was cool, but it was also used heavily. Yeah, it was, it was, still, fr- lasting. Huh? Yeah, it was still lasting. It's still asking. That's right. No one knew how many miles were <laughs> on the motherfucker. I still got it, though. Yeah. And uh, I was asking my buddy. I'm like, dude. I'm like, and he had some badass shit. And I was like, dude, do you ever, like, get worried that your employees are going to fucking hate you for driving your shit? And he looked me right in the face. He goes, why would you want any employees that don't want that for themselves? Damn. And I'm like, fuck Check. that's yeah. a fucking great point yeah and ever ever since then i never gave a fuck like if you fucking get turned off by my success then you don't belong working with me bitch yeah like go work for somebody that's broke you know what i'm saying like yep. that's fucking how i feel about it i love that yeah it's real good advice and it stuck with me he i mean bro he was dead serious too there was no like it wasn't like a conversation he was just asking me that question it was, and, it
1: was hard for me with that topic because of the nature of my business yeah there's two ways to tell the story this eric Spofford helped. 60,000 people changed their lives, yeah. which is true, yeah. and made a lot of money doing it, yeah. as he fucking should, yeah. and it built a big business. The other one was, oh, look at him getting rich off drug addicts and yeah. helping people. Yeah. It's like,
0: yeah, man. you can't fuck with that. Who cares? Nah, dude, those, exactly. The, yeah. You know, yeah. I can't curious, fuck with that at all. I am curious too. Like a lot of those guys that you grew up with, did you maintain any relationships once you're once you changed your life? Did you go back? Like, did you talk to any of those people? Like, like how did that phase out i
1: tried to help all of them Mm -hmm. in 2012 approximately uh, a drug called fentanyl showed up in america prior to that we had a heroin heroin crisis Mm -hmm. an oxycontin crisis crisis and overdose death started to skyrocket in our country which now and for quite a long time it's the leading cause of accidental death in adult americans you're more likely to die of an opioid overdose as an american than you are in a car accident and it killed every single one of them. Dude, I have this vision. I have this vision, right, of like 16-year-old Eric at my dad's house. I got the basement with the bulkhead open. I got the big speakers with the wires running out to the speakers. I got 100 people in my fucking backyard. The kegs going, Fucking great time. We're passing the blunts. We're drinking the booze. And I, I remember this. And we used to do it all the time. And I remember like, I walked through, and, and every face I can fucking remember at that party is dead. All of uh. yeah it was crazy and so it was re- honestly probably like one of the most painful things i've ever been through was from like 2012 to i don't know the the bulk of it was like 2012 to 2017 and then it was still still happening today but all of my people died in that time this the the epi- the drug epidemic uh, the addiction epidemic in america happens right under the noses of everybody Mm -hmm. you go out in the world and if you don't know what you're looking for the signs and symptoms of addiction which is then you just won't see it but if you do you move through the day and like you're like holy
0: like i see
1: so many addicted people all day long dude Mm -hmm. and they're driving nice cars pumping the gas sitting Mm -hmm. at the restaurant i see them eating with their kids and their wife and i'm like that wife has no idea that he's got a dope habit yeah, I can see it a mile away because yeah. I know what I'm looking at. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. and but most people fucking don't. Most yeah. people, their bosses, their families. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing: is the family aspect of it. How many times I've consoled parents, wives, husbands, kids, that like they had no idea until mm-hmm. the person died.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's not your fault. No, it's fucking it's fucking bullshit, bro. And then that shit fucking sent over here by China fucking run across the border intentionally and fucking ruin our whole fucking cu- culture and country
1: it's intentional
0: yeah no a hundred percent it's a fucking crime syndicate where all these motherfuckers are criminals i mean you guys listen to the show yeah that's yeah. i mean dude andy
1: I, I, the most shows i probably wouldn't even bring this up but here i feel safe yeah yeah <laughs> you know when you think about when you think about the origins of this country in my native area we had the boston tea party yeah england said hey we want a little bit of money on the tea and we said fuck you suck our dick fucking with when throwing like this tea 3% off the boat.
0: bro like I think it was well, less yes. than that. I think it was 3%. 1%. But here we are, 240 Dude, fucking think years about, later. But think of, i I set them off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here hey, we go. Paying these motherfuckers I know, most but, of our money. But listen, listen. We
1: told them to fuck off, go and get your guns, and fucking come and get it. Yeah. Who fought that war? Young men. Fucking 20-year-old kids. Look at 20-year-old kids today. You know who fentanyl's killing? 20-year-old kids. Yeah. And if they ain't fucking dead, they're fucking useless. Yeah. They're so high, they don't give a single fuck about they're either hooked on drugs or on psychiatric medication or I mean there's just Puberty so many blockers. What's that? Puberty blockers.
0: Well dude, no, there's a whole yeah, no shit. There's a yeah. whole fucking Bro, <laughs> listen, it's a perspective shift. Yeah. Dude, people don't even consider themselves grown adults until they're 30 years old
1: now. If you're powerful, I know, but yet fucking 18 to 24 year old young men fucking fight wars.
0: I I, I know this, but like, I do
1: think about this. I know. Look
0: at all these 20 year old people. But
1: if you are the powerful fucking people and the corrupt fucking bullshit that happens, who are you fucking scared of and who are you going to target? And who are you going to handicap? That's exactly yeah, it. I get it, dude. And so when I look around at what happened to me, dude, I'm fucking 1999. I'm 14 fucking years old. And fucking my buddy, who is a good fucking kid yeah. from a good fucking hardworking family in New Hampshire, walks into my house with a 40 milligram fucking pill that's synthetic fucking heroin. And it happened to me. And every one of those kids that died, that's how we started.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. dude. And do you know, like me and my friends, it allows the prop? It, it allows them to maintain their position of power and wealth. Yes, because these young men, there's not, no threat.
1: There's no fucking threat. What are they going to be scared of? A what are you going to
0: do, bro? Listen, like reality. They're either you're fucking, 38, I'm 43. We're in fucking great shape. I. listen, dude. There's what less than fucking one tenth of one percent of 43 year old men that fucking are in the shape I'm in. Okay, Girl. I'm 260 fucking pounds. I have fucking abs. i was less
1: than that. Okay?
0: Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm capable. But most of the fucking 40-year-old men are not capable. They're not capable. And so we have to, like, really take a look. Hard inventory. Now, there is, there is a handful of very capable 40-year-old men. You know, the Mike Lovers of the world, his whole mm-hmm. network, all those guys. But the reality, Eric, you, you're fucking telling the real shit. This shit was put into our... What year was that? 1999. Okay. For the last 20 fucking years plus, they have inserted this drug over and over and over and over again. And while they're inserting this drug, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to insert this ideology of no competitive nature, of the opposite of natural order, where you are not judged. Look at the
1: growth of fucking psychiatric medication on young people in this country.
0: Bro, it's insane.
1: It's they're either on fucking narcotics, fucking drugs, addiction, or we're fucking prescribing them SSRIs and mood stabilizers. I was and on the shit for eleven fucking, fucking years, bro. It's fucking
0: insane. Yeah, and I, I I dropped it last August, uh, August first, July thirty first, last twenty two. I stopped taking Lexapro. You know what, bro? Yeah. I'm still fucking having withdrawals. Lexapro's, like still, I, I know, still. Like I still I, go through these phases where, like, for like three or four, or five days at a time, I can't, cannot fucking function. Brain fog,
1: brain, bro. Zaps, I have fucking, physical shakes. I know, dude. I've seen it yeah. like a thousand times. Yeah, this is, this is my world, bro. Like, it's fucking it. insane. And like, dude, dude the suicidal the, fucking the, shit. The, the thing that's like, missing in fucking young people is fucking outrage. <clears throat> yeah. Nobody's fucking outraged. I remember, too a fucking. Busy, bro. I remember in America. You remember in America that I fucking love. Yeah. These kids don't give a fuck, they never but they t- don't give a fuck by design. They never because saw they've it. been attacked. Yeah, it's on. I mean, it's social media. It's fucking digital addiction. It's fucking drugs. It's psychiatric medication. It's fucking ideology. It's the broken belief systems they've been fed and raised on. Destruction of the family. It's the, the destruction yeah. of the family. It's the distraction. It's fucking all of that. Yeah,
0: feminism. That's a whole fuck. thing. Yeah, like well. fuck. You know, like bro, we're we're all this shit. And at one
1: hour and fifty-seven minutes, the show went totally to shit. <laughs> no, 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 no it's good. It's but this is this is a real shit though. You Listen, know, dude.
0: Like we talk, yeah. We got big problems here, man. This is why I problems. try to fucking. This is why I try to fucking get you guys listening to engage in what's going on. You mm-hmm. know, like a lot of people think that someone else is coming, motherfucker. Nobody's coming. Nobody's coming to fix you. You're this. it, bitch. Yeah, that's it's you. It is you. It's, it's every you. single person listening to the show. And it's
1: you to the fucking to the to the micro context of how you live your life in a fucking day to day and what you fucking do and your habits and rituals and fucking routines and your goals and your vision and your objectives. Like people don't take it from the macro context of how fucked up this is to. What you fucking did today and the impact that you fucking made today yeah. actually matters. Yeah. Because every, it, it's, the, it's the accumulation of all the fucking people, right? Like we, Our mission statement at my new treatment business, which is called Treatment X, is um, to be the ripple effect of change. And what that came from was this analogy of that we throw a stone in the pond and most of us all we see is the splash. The ripple effect touches every edge of the shore. Every edge of the fucking Every shoulder. time. Every time. Every single day is your opportunity to throw a stone. You don't know uh, the effects. And
0: if everybody fucking did it, I know I'm preaching to the choir. No, nah, bro. They need to hear from someone besides me. Yeah. People haven't responded. It's like, dude, I saw this study come out over the weekend that showed that the people who value patriotism is, down, patriotism is down from 68% in 2019 to like 39% in 2023. That's the opposite of what the fuck we need. I know. That's the opposite of what we need. And that's evidence of the cultural demoralization of our society by these people who are doing it to handicap you, take from you, steal from you, use you as cattle that provides them with their wealth, their control, their fucking power. And we're, we're sitting here taking it and you guys are getting less pissed, not more pissed. What's that tell you? It's the system is fucking broke. No, bro, bro, our people are broke. Yeah. Our people are broke. And I don't mean financially. I mean, culturally and fucking spiritually and fucking personal pride. Like, how the fuck can you like, and I'm, how the fuck can you be okay? Like, bro, how can any of us be okay? We're paying more of our money to the government than we get to keep ourselves because that's what we do. People think, oh, my income tax it's 30%, you know, I get to keep 70%. The fuck you do? You fucking pay that shit. How what do you what do you What over do you, and over and over what do you pay to own your home? Yeah. What do you pay to spend money? What do you pay to own a car? Yep. What happens if you don't pay the tax to register your car? What happens Oh, oh, what happens if you don't pay your taxes? People say, "Oh, taxation is theft. Taxation is not theft." Taxation is fucking extortion because there's consequences to what happens after that. You don't just lose the money. It's, it puts you in jail. And I agree with you. The people are broken. The system is broken. And that's
1: the thing that's indoctrining them into yeah, being Yeah, but dude, I don't
0: up. think we're... Too, I think I'm really starting to believe we might be past the point of return. I, I don't... I don't disagree with you. Who the fuck is going to come fucking lead these motherfuckers? Like, who? who, who is... Look, like, dude, here's what we really need. This is real talk. We need a fucking real revolution. And that's real shit. And you got motherfuckers talking about, you know... Like, and and dude, by the way, when I say revolution, I mean fucking cultural revolution. Mm -hmm, I mean, raising a fucking standards. I mean, living a higher life. I mean, taking interest in the people who are actually oppressing you at all levels and fucking eliminating those people from existence in in the terms of their ability to do so. Whatever the fuck that means. If that means a vote, I don't personally have too much fucking belief in our voting system right now. But- if y'all think it's a vote, it's a vote. But what if it ain't a vote? Then what's the action? I think we all fucking know, right? Like, dude, where are those people? Where are these people? Where are all of you pro-2A fucking patriot motherfuckers up until fucking twenty, You were the most vocal, fucking badass, fuck around, <laughs> find out. Now y'all are fucking crickets. You ain't yeah. saying shit.
1: Yep. Say that, fuck, that's true.
0: Yeah. God damn, that's true. It's a fucking truth. Yep. If we don't stop this shit, you have zero fucking chance. And like, dude, why why are we not have culture rallying around the people who are trying to lead these messages? Oh, you like my fucking shit. You like the Bro, all the, the the solution is simple. Go out and remove yourself from the system by becoming fit. They want you fat, become fit. They want you broke, become rich. They want you stupid Take advantage of the free information that's all surrounded about you and educate yourself. It's very easy for us to fuck them without firing a single fucking bullet at them. Yeah,
1: very easy. Well, notice everything that you just mentioned. I'm sure we can come up with more. When we are what they want us to be, you know what we are to them is fucking profitable. That
0: dude, that's it. They're We're fucking milking you like no, cows. Bro. Exactly. Bro, We're we, fucking are, livestock. we are fucking livestock. There's elite, these elite, quote unquote elites. They're I don't. I, they're not elites to me. They're you pieces of the shit fucking, to me.
1: You eat their food, and it fucking. They make money off the food complex. It gets you sick. You end up in the healthcare system. Like it's dude.
0: It's all directions. In my dude, you then, eat, eat the food. Okay, we yeah. make money on the food. The food makes you sick. I make money on the medication. The food makes you fat. Now I make money fucking uh, by you consuming my streaming services and my porn and my shit on the internet. Uh, now now um, you have no ambition, so you're not going to get wealthy so that you can get out of that fucking, you can work yourself. It's consumerism and profitability yes. and fucking control. Yeah. And dude, people fucking, like I have, bro, Eric, you know, dude, I have been on this I as know. hard as anybody could be on it. As I hard know. as anybody could be on it. As hard, like, I called it out play by play by fucking play for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And you know what I get? I get people telling me in my DMs, I can't share your show, man, because like, you know, my my fucking sister-in-law gets offended and she gets on my case. Fuck your sister-in-law, bro. She's the fucking problem. She's yeah. the reason that when you listen to the show, you're shaking your head. Yeah. Like, where are we going to get our fucking courage, bro? We're, like, I feel like I was born in the wrong fucking era. Like, I was born in the, like, like, I should have been born, like, it's 1776 era. It's got
1: to come to a fucking boiling point.
0: Or maybe, fuck, I was born in the right era. I was I just going to say yeah, that. That's where fuck. I was, was going to say, maybe
1: you were born in the right era, and, and it's got to come fucking to a I'll fucking die point. for this
0: shit. I will fucking die for this shit. Yep. This is no bullshit. Like, bro, if we don't save our fucking country from these fucking tyrants long term, I'm not talking about rushing the White House. I'm not talking about any of this crazy shit. I'm saying if we don't get organized, we don't create a fucking actual movement, we don't, we don't remove ourselves from their fucking corrupt system that fucks us all. We are fucked as humans. And your kids, they will die. They will be sent to fight a war that means nothing other than profit. And, dude, that's where we're at. And, like, dude, nobody cares. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody
1: fucking cares. And that, you know, that's what I said earlier was it's just a lack of outrage. Not for me. Not for you. Not for <laughs> me. Yeah. yeah. But just generally in society, there's just a lack of outrage of the shit that they fucking get away with. And, you know, from my perspective, everything we're talking about is very true. My little keyhole on the world in, in the addiction stuff and the mental health and, and just seeing all of that, the fucking game is so broken. I mean, you get these kids that are hooked on drugs. It's not broken. Then they, it's not broken, Eric. It works, works exactly, exactly as they want it to. Yes. It's broken for us. Yeah, It's fucking by. Bi- no, no, no. It is not broken. It's by design. That's right. We, it think is it's fucking broken. 100% is by design, yeah. but they become lifelong dude. You can look up a fucking clip of me at the United States Senate in 2015, sitting on a panel of three people. One was fucking Dr. Wu, who's a chief medical officer for the city of Baltimore. And then there was a pharmacist from Colorado and me and, and the, the, conversation was the opioid epidemic in america it was to the health education labor and pension committee the united states senate the drug suboxone you know what that is mm-hmm. suboxone is a maintenance medication for opiates if we took a suboxone right now we'd all be high as fuck they have a street value they're traded and sold like drugs it's like methadone almost it's a similar fucking drug it's, it was originally designed to be a short-term taper, like a week, to get people off of heroin or other opiate class drugs. Yeah. They have made that into a lifelong maintenance fucking program. Dude, I went head-to-head with this woman fucking on the United States Senate floor. As a 15-year-old fucking high school, like if you don't think you can make a difference, here I am as a 15-year-old high school fucking dropout arguing with a doctor in front of the United States Senate who's telling the United States Senate that, that opioid addicts have to be prescribed this fucking very heavy opiate class narcotic medication for the rest of their fucking lives. They will be a slave to it. If they don't take it, they will go into withdrawal. They'll get sick. And this woman's telling fucking the Senate and then the Senate, you know, what's happened since then is they've passed a bunch of laws around accessibility, fucking distribution around this fucking drug. And they just blanket cover everyone with it. Even like just this one little microcosm of of this by design broken system is we used to as a standard for opiate addicts. So heroin addicts, Oxycontin, whatever, like get them sober and off all drugs Now, by forced regulation from the government, we must offer them and put them on maintenance medications and offer it to them for life. Pharma, government. Do you know how fucking hard that was? The commissioner of the Department of Health and Human Services in the state of New Hampshire called me into his office. They changed the regulation in 2018. I fucking refused. In 2019, they said, fucking come in here for a meeting. (laughs) they used they put a video that i put on facebook fucking i hate this shit bro Mm -hmm. you i'm a heroin addict Mm -hmm. i haven't used a mind-altering substance in more than 16 fucking years and my life is unbelievable as Mm -hmm. a result of it i believe in people getting clean and sober off of fucking drugs Mm -hmm. they put a video of me in the conference room fucking saying a similar type thing and then sat and told me, Eric, if you don't start putting people on fucking this medication and offering medication-assisted treatment and recovery for your patients, we're going to take your treatment license. Gun to the fucking head. You want a business or don't want a business?
0: That's insane. That's fucking,
1: dude the real and so
0: then i watched that's my about friends fucking money and then about keeping so people, then i watched my friends it's so fucking away broken they,
1: they fucking come in and they want to be badasses and that's like growing up we wanted to be gangsters not drug addicts yeah we were listening to fucking pock and biggie and fucking you know heavily influenced by gangster rap and smoking blunts, doing all this shit and i watch all these people fucking get prescribed psychiatric medication Go to minimum mandatory. Do you know how many friends, the ones that are still alive, fucking either have completed or are still in double-digit federal prison sentences? And do you know that those people that I love, my friends that I grew up with, were incarcerated in federal prisons that were privately owned by companies that were traded on the New York Stock Exchange? And do you know while they were fucking incarcerated for fucking 10, 20, 30 fucking years, I got guys doing 50 fucking years on fucking conspiracy charges. That fucking they are forced and indoctrined into slave labor and these private prisons are fucking are are contracted with fucking companies like Victoria's Secret, fucking American Airlines, fucking all if you call American Airlines right now and talk to their call center, there's a probability that's very high you're talking to a federal inmate that's being that's paid that's crazy. being paid 14 cents a fucking hour. I didn't know that. That they spend on canteen just to survive within the fucking prison. of that prison population are nonviolent drug-related offenders. Joe Biden fucking pull up the 1994 fucking crime bill, Mm -hmm. and that fucking asshole's on the Senate floor fucking implementing minimum mandatory sentencing for fucking drug-related fucking crimes. Yeah. And so, like, you know, you go and get fucking sentenced in a federal prison. Those fucking prison systems that are privately owned fucking employ some of the most powerful fucking lobbyists in fucking D.C. and make campaign donations just like fucking big pharma does dude, when insane. i left the when i left the senate building and i walked back i forget where i was staying like the ritz or the w or something and it was walking distance in dc in that political district i fucking swear to god i thought i was getting fucking like, like i'm like i'm gonna get whacked like a van's gonna fucking yeah. scoop me or i'm gonna yeah. get my head blown That's off right, right now I, I know
0: the feeling yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. fucking crazy shit but bro i'm just you know we gotta wake the fuck up dude And like, dude, you guys out there, like, there's the problem is it's the bystander effect. Everybody hears me say what I just said, and they're like, well, you know, not he's not talking to me. No, no, motherfucker. I'm talking to fucking you. I'm talking to you. You come here and consume my shit for free. I've helped all you motherfuckers make a whole bunch of fucking money or improve your lives in all these ways. You send me all this shit, these nice cards and all this shit. All I'm asking you to do is stand the fuck up for what's right. That's all I'm asking. And we don't even have that in this country anymore, bro. Like, it's a fucking shame. I mean, I do think the tide is changing and more and more people, but dude, the problem is is that we're running out of fucking time. Yeah. We're running out of time. We're we're on the verge of probably the biggest financial crisis that's ever existed. Like, we're not talking about Great Depression. We're talking about the fucking Great, Great, Great Depression. We're talking about your fucking cash money being worth nothing. We're talking about hyperinflation like they had in 1930s Weimar Republic in Germany. We're talking about literal, total degration of, of, of society as a whole. And like, we're on the fucking cusp of it. And like, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm wasting my breath at this point. I feel like I need to dedicate my time to people who are committed to winning, who are committed to fucking working themselves out of the system to become independently uh, independent, you know. Uh, financial. The only way to escape. Yeah, I. I. It is. It's the only way until we fucking get these people gone, yep. until we get some real fucking leadership. And you guys still believe the media. You fucking watch the media. You watch these motherfuckers villainize these these people, these regular Americans that go to Congress and sacrifice their time, and then you jump on the bandwagon making fun of them because they seem like simpletons to you, mm-hmm. or they say some dumb shit. Hey. These are just regular people like you going to serve. That's where our government's supposed to be. And the media makes all these people look like fucking idiots. You know, like, look what they do to fucking uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, that's just, a, this is just a woman from fucking Georgia. And I'm not, like, super fan of this. I don't, like, I'm just pointing something out that I observe. You know, th- this woman who is just a regular woman who went and served a fucking Congress. And these guys, these people, the media fucking destroys her. It's like, dude, they destroy anybody who's a, a normal class peasant citizen that goes to serve. Why do you guys think that is? Our entire government was set up for, for fucking we, the people, to actually run the government. And the people who have been running the government for the last fucking hundred years have decided that they are in a club that we are not a part of. Yep. And that's not the purpose of our government. It never has been. It never was from the beginning. And it sure as fuck ain't that now. And these motherfuckers are taking all our money. They're taking all our freedom. They're trying to uh, pass the uh, I forgot what the act's called now to to ban TikTok or whatever the fuck it mm-hmm. is, which has all this hyper fucking vigilant power for them to censor social media at whatever costs. Uh, it's called the Restriction Act or something. Restrict Act, yeah. Restrict Act. And like you motherfuckers are, are are like yelling about Trump getting arrested and shit. Like you're like, dude, these people are moving to straight authoritarianism, totalitarianism which will lead to real communism and you will fucking starve and you will fucking die. And so will your kids. And dude, if we don't fucking understand that. And then you and I'm not talking 20 years from now. I'm talking fucking no, it's five years fast. from now. Yeah. Guys like, like
1: fucking it's 2023. Think about how much different the world was four years ago in 2019.
0: Like it's only been four years well, bro, since 2019. It's not like the dude. Here's the thing though. The world wasn't that different. It's just that we weren't aware of it. Yeah. These people have been running this play. Like, dude, people are like, oh, well, back in That's my day, point. and I'm guilty of saying this too, back in my day, uh, you know, the news was the news and they told us the real shit. No, they didn't. They haven't been doing that for a hundred fucking years, bro. The minute they knew that they could fucking tell you lies and you would believe them, they've been doing that. And they've been doing that for their own profit. Yeah. Like, dude, we don't, hu- we don't even know our own history as human beings. We're, our history as americans and human beings is kept from us intentionally our own human capabilities are kept from us intentionally because we are fucking way more powerful than they fucking want us to believe that we are and and they want us dude it's just like that movie ants or bugs life whatever fuck bugs life where the fucking the ants got to fight the fucking grasshoppers and they can't realize like the ants have been fucking beat and beat and believed that they're just supposed to work and produce for the grasshoppers and then the fucking ants comes up and they start standing up to them. And all of a sudden they realize, holy shit, we're the ones with the power. And we have the power right now. Yeah. We American people have the motherfucking power right now. And everybody's like, like I, uh, somebody posted a clip from my last show with Mike Yoder where I was talking about this. And I saw the comments and they're like, people get it. They get it, but they don't know what to do. Well, motherfucker, I've been telling you what to do for three fucking years. I've gone over it a thousand fucking times. And three years ago, had you listened about pulling yourself off the fucking system, you would have been off the system by now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's just, dude, people are, they're so neutered that like they have no fucking piss and vinegar in them anymore at all. They don't have any fight in them at all. And it's just, bro, it's honestly like, it's disappointing. Like it's disappointing because like my whole identity of what like I thought America was and who the people are is being destroyed and diluted in my own mind. Because I look around, I'm like, motherfucker, we're supposed to be bad fucking motherfuckers. You guys are fucking just like, oh, okay. Uh, a bunch of pussies. Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. that's where we're at. It's disappointing. Like, yeah. it's like. I, and if you're I, a I bad. Look around, bro, here's the crazy thing. If you're a
1: bad motherfucker, you get villainized. Put a fucking target on your back. Well, no shit. From the media,
0: from other people, yeah. from fucking, you know. Bro, listen, my shit is so fucking. My shit. They won't even give me the fucking spotlight. They won't even shine that motherfucker <laughs> over here because they know what the fuck will happen. Yeah, Millions and millions and millions of motherfuckers will hear it and they'll fucking be like, fuck, he's right. Yeah. You know That's why I ask you guys, share the show. I can't share it because my cousin gets upset with me. Well, fuck your cousin, bro. Yeah. You want your kids to fucking die and starve or do you want us to be fucking free? Like, dude, think how much wealth could be created in this country in, in, in a fucking immediate point of time. If our tax went from fucking where it is now to 10% consumption or 10% flat tax, we could do either one. Mm -hmm. They're mismanaging and stealing the money. Like you guys, oh, well, they couldn't do that for just 10%. I don't know. Have you ever operated a fucking business? Probably not. And if you have, it's not a big business. I have. I've operated big businesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm telling you, you could fucking do it. You could. These people are all on the fucking take. They give a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. That's how the shit gets passed. They print the money. They take it home. They give you nothing. That's what the fuck has been going on for decades. And, like, dude, we're, we're fucking just over here, like, leave me alone. Well, eventually, dude, leave you alone, get you killed. Yep. So, dude, trust me. Like, it's fucking frustrating for me. But, dude, personal excellence is the answer. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion that keeps these people from fucking fully gaining everything. And so you guys who are fucking fat and you're broke And you're fucking consuming IG all day and you're fucking binge watching every motherfucking show. Bro, you're the fucking problem. You're the reason they're able to do all this shit. Mm -hmm. And if we all corrected our behavior, and by the way, I'm not judging. And neither is Eric. Because guess what? We've both been pieces of shit too. (laughs) Real talk. (laughs) Real talk. Okay? I've been there. I've been 350 fucking pounds, bro. I've been fucking, I've been broke. I've been fucking consumed with the wrong shit. I understand that, and because I understand that, I understand how you can pull yourself out of that. Yeah, just like yeah, you can no, understand. Just like you've, you, know, I've been I've been lower down
1: in life than most people ever will fucking go, and it, I say it all the time, and I don't know that when I say it, it gets the amount of respect or or, or people understand the power behind it. As long as you're breathing, there's still hope. Yeah. As long as, bro, I flew here on my own fucking plane. Yeah. I've also fucking stood in a fucking gas station parking lot and fucking asked people for dollars because I'm hungry.
0: That's the beauty of fucking America, That's dude. America. That's well, my fucking point. That, but, dude, that window to do that is now closing. Yeah. Okay, and let me explain it to you in your, in your fucking internet terms so you understand it. Uh, in 2012, 13, 14, there was open algorithm on the internet on social media, meaning... I went from fucking zero to 100,000 Instagram followers in like fucking four months. You can't do that now. No, you can't, can't do it. Okay, so, so all of you guys out there who have Instagram accounts and you're all like, fuck, I can't grow my fucking Instagram account. Do you know why? Because your freedom in that environment has been fucking taken from you and now you can't grow. Now apply that to your fucking business in real life. Mm-hmm. Now apply that to your life in real life. Your career. Yeah. You can't fucking grow the way they're running it. Okay, and that's, I'm, I've, already, I've been through the shit. I was fortunate enough to harvest during fucking fertile soil. We don't have fertile soil yeah, right now. fuck, that's a good point. And, and bro, I get all these motherfuckers that come to me and they're like, Andy, uh, why don't you stick to business? You're one of the best business podcasts ever existed. No shit. That's why I don't fucking do it anymore because it's easy for me to do. You know what's hard for me to do? Is to get you fucking motherfuckers to understand that we are in danger and you are in danger of losing your entire opportunity to fucking grow. That, dude, and that's real shit. Like, you got, like, I tell this story. Eric tells this story. You can't go, right now, the way things are in America, it's 10,000% harder to go from begging for a dollar to owning your own plane than it was fucking 15 years ago because of the shit that they have imposed upon us. And people can't connect it yet. Yep. They're like, dude, it should terrify you. And you know who it shouldn't terrify? Me, because I'm already here. OK, and, and you should be way more outraged than I am right now. I'm outraged for you. And that's what people can't get. Yeah, it's like if we were. What do you do, those, DJ? Why don't you guys just do q and As, fucking not do the CTIs. <laughs> you know, I love your business shit, but I don't love your political shit. Well, you better learn to love it because you ain't going to have business shit without it. That's the thing. If Those restrictions get removed. How quick and easy it would be. That's for what people. I'm saying. If we weren't paying fucking 50, 60, 70% all in, and if listen, if you're paying 30% income tax, you're actually paying probably like 60% all in when it yeah. comes when it comes all shakes The nickel out. and dimes, yeah. If you were only paying 10% and you didn't have to pay tax when you bought detergent and fucking chicken breasts and fucking Cheerios and the shit that you buy, and you didn't have to pay tax to own your car, and you didn't have to pay tax to fucking sell your shit, how much more fucking money would you have? Get it? This is instant relief we're talking about. You know, oh, the stimulus plan. The ultimate stimulus plan is for them to quit stealing our fucking just money. Just stop taking
1: it from us. Dude, that's it. We don't want anything. Just that's stop it. fucking taking it. That's yeah. it.
0: And like, bro, these people, real talk, their heads be- belong on fucking sticks in the front of the fucking White House. Real talk. Mm-hmm. This is just like it's gone through history over and over and over and over and over again. They're tyrants. They, they're fucking drunk on their power. They are abusing us and we're taking it like a bunch of fucking pussies. Just fucking post that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, yeah, it's the I truth. Know. Anyway, it's been great having you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Dude. It's been a great conversation. Yeah, brother. I appreciate you taking the time uh, coming up here. I appreciate uh, your story, dude. I think it's needed. And, like, dude, I want to be clear. Yeah, you still have the opportunity right now, but that opportunity is closing so fucking fast that you guys can't see it closing. The only reason I can see it closing is because I've already been doing it. Yeah. It's just, I don't want to, like, doom and gloom people, but there's a reality that we have to address, dude. And, like, these people are taking our, look at what they're doing. Like, real talk. Look at what they're doing. They're making us fight each other all day long. Constant chaos constant chaos. They're taking our money all day long, okay? They're they're causing us, they're making us work for them. Those motherfuckers in Washington, D.C. do not fucking work. That is not work. They are not creating or building or doing anything. They are taking a fee from our percentage of our pay to survive. All of their paychecks, all of their payroll, all of that wealth that $300 million that Nancy Pelosi had. That came from your fucking pocket, bro. While you're working your fucking job. And, and that's what's so funny about the fucking socialist Marxist movement. They're, they're, you guys are arguing for shit and you're fucking arguing for more of it. Like, bigger government. Take our money. Equally distri- they're going to equally distribute it amongst themselves. You ain't getting shit. And like, dude, we, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm, I'm at my wits end, dude. Like, where I'm just like, these people are not going to get it. And by the time they get it, there ain't going to be nobody left to lead because everybody was fucking screaming about it, like me, that has other options, is going to go do those other options. So, I don't know. Can't fix the world in one fucking day. I'm with you. Yeah. It's frustrating. Fuck, dude. I mean, who the fuck's going to lead us through this? Who, 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 who? Like, who? who? Okay, Trump. After Trump. Who? Look what they keep doing to him. It's. Dude, we need people who have done real shit. We need real Americans serving the fucking government just like real Americans serve in the military. Yeah. It should be required. It should be, if you're, if you, like, dude, if I was called on to go do a job like that, I'd go fucking do it. Yep. And I would do it fucking well. But I can tell you what I'm not going to do. What I'm not going to do is uh, give up my entire fucking life that's amazing and go beg motherfuckers for money and, you know, try to get you guys to elect me into a position of power. That's not what the fuck I'm going to do. You should recognize who the fucking leaders are and you should get behind them and support them. And if that doesn't happen in America, bro, we ain't going to have nobody to lead. Yep. So. Anyway. Interesting times. Yeah, it's super interesting. Super interesting. Historic. Anyway. Um, again, dude, thanks for coming in. Thanks for sharing your story. Uh, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Where could people find you at? Where are you at most on the internet? Instagram. Okay. At, yeah, at Eric Spofford. Yep. Easy. So... uh. Guys, give Eric a follow. He's putting out some very high level, good good business advice that is real shit for those of you, like a lot of you guys listening, uh, you're real operators, you're running real business. He's giving real tactical advice, which I appreciate, bro. And uh, yeah, support this man, because he's doing good shit. Appreciate so, you. Thank yeah, you. brother, likewise. All right, guys, well, that's the show. Uh, fuck all the tyrants. <laughs> we're sleeping on the floor? Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck up, bowl, Fuck up, stole. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. doesn't no. Head shot. Case closed.